0: Please enjoy Join your prescribed, your prescribed fiction, fiction experience. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organise Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've got the first chapter of our Kids on Brooms adventure for you. Mm. But as usual, business first. Uh, so Riley responded, you know, last week we were talking about near and far and did you need to have played Above and Below to introduce the world? Yes. Uh, Riley said no. Oh. Um, basically, I think you just have to accept that this is the world that the game is in and that there are lizard folk and robots and
1: such. So there's no intro to story or anything anywhere else?
0: Well, other than just, you know, like the bog standard. You know, like we read at the bit, you know, oh, you're looking for the last ruin and da-da-da. frogs had
1: a party or something. Yeah, there's yeah. No, nothing there's other nothing than There's nothing like this is the world that you're yeah. in. Oh, okay. Well, so, it doesn't matter. Enough. I it mean, was still enjoyable. Yeah. You don't need that.
0: Yes. And, um, well, you know, not really business, but we just absolutely got slaughtered at Arkham Horror, didn't we? Uh, well,
1: what's new? <laughs> what is new?
0: <laughs> we went through about nine characters.
1: <laughs> so when we usually play Arkham Horror, yeah. do we re, you know, when we like die, do we go back and is what's the rules on that? Because well,
0: sometimes you do, and some game, some games you do, and some games you don't.
1: So this one you can, yeah, it's in the actual final rules, hour, is it? or is it how you feel? Because that would be weird if it was just no, it's in rule. the rules. Because okay, okay, that's each what time you
0: die, it adds a doom to the thing, doesn't oh, it? Oh, of course. Okay, right. whereas final it. hour, as soon as one person dies, you're all dead. Like yeah. that's the game over. So, I've never
1: been through so many characters ever well usually
0: we lose quite quickly you know like Like, we don't
1: play for long enough there was at least five characters each we went through yeah it was that's never happened before most of our my first one was my favourite though the post lady
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is a lesson that you shouldn't pick your favourite character first because you know they're going to (laughs) die well I know I've never
1: been there before I just she was a new one for this version and I thought yeah I'll be the post lady she's got well she did well she did well
0: but as I literally just tweeted it's difficult to deliver letters when you've got Cthulhu (laughs) Literally (laughs) shitting all over you (laughs)
1: tried
0: (laughs) Anyway, there you go So that's what we played this week But, yeah So without further ado Here is Kids on Brooms, chapter one Term begins Enjoy Are you sitting comfortably? comfortably. (laughs) Then I begin Welcome to Hollyfirth, a once prestigious magical school disguised as an unfinished bus station in the city of the future, Milton Keynes. Headmaster, ex-Olympic dressage silver medalist Roderick Pendergast does all he can to keep the school prospering despite nationally declining numbers of magic users and, you know, Milton Keynes being a bit shit. Hollyfirth boasts a range of activities from illusions to botany and not to mention everyone's favourite magical sport, serpent ball. But just like any other school, there are rumours. Are the potions master and the flying coach really having an affair are the serpents being mutated to give holly Firth's team an advantage why does nobody know what happened to the school's original founder miranda heggington and what exactly was the scandal of 78 chapter one term begins it's the first day back after the summer holidays so i'm just gonna ask each of you in turn what was your summer like jesse what was your summer like What's a typical oh. Jesse Rowenberg summer?
2: Well, you know, I've got to keep myself up, you know, got to be on tip-top form for the restart of Serpent Ball season. So, you know, a bit of outside, bit of swimming, you know, doing some reps, getting all buff. I'm going to keep myself on form.
0: Nice. How buff are you?
2: There are some doors I can't fit through.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jesse is hench. And Xavier, <laughs> what was your summer like? Oh, uh, I spent most of it in my room at home um,
3: trying to come up with sort of uh, new like joke items, for example, sort of like a Groucho mask kind of thing, where you—it's just the glasses and you put them on, but then your your nose changes at random. Um,
4: <laughs> like you know, apple okay.
3: stink bombs, all that kind
4: of stuff. Uh, and Grace, what about you?
0: What was your summer like?
4: Um, unfortunately, my parents think that I'm destined for
0: greatness, and so it's a tough—it's spent- a tough cross to bear.
4: Yeah, I spent a lot of the summer with a private. Tutor, trying to like hone my prediction skills.
0: Um, and how
4: how did that go? Are your skills well honed? Um, variable. I would say
0: more random chance than anything. How does it feel to be back at Hollyfirth after the summer break, Jesse?
2: Well, uh, I'm psyched for the new Seaford Ball season. <laughs>
0: How incidentally how did how did Hollyforth do in the last last year's serpent ball is it a tournament is it a league
2: It's a league we came second you know just behind our rivals the uh, Aberforth school yeah. from the north we are uh, just, just lost to them. It's frustrating because they are our biggest rivals, so I'm I'm pumped to, you know, get back to training, get better so we can kick their asses this year.
0: Xavier, how does it feel to be back at school?
2: Yeah, all right.
3: I don't know, school's just, you know, that annoying thing you have to do before you can make your own way in the world, so
0: we've just got to get it over with. Fair enough. Nice enthusiasm for the start of term there. Uh, Grace, what about you?
4: Um, I am looking forward to it. I reckon I'm going to make some friends this year and i'm just going to be really outgoing and popular <laughs> does that mean <laughs> my, my prediction skills are on point at the moment so it can only come true
0: this is the year so did you not have many friends last year was the first year i moved up a year
4: so i had to leave all my friends behind and uh, obviously the class i moved into was very intimidated by my pushy parents <laughs> <laughs>
0: Final question then. Uh, what are you most looking forward to this year, Jesse?
2: Quite predictably, Serpent Ball.
0: Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> Xavier,
3: what about you? Oh, uh, doing a bit more uh, flying, broomstick flying. This year's, uh, you know, when we do the sort of advanced stuff, barrel rolls,
0: you know. Yeah.
4: Um, I heard the band Whack are getting back together, so I'm <gasps> hanging in on that rumour
0: well. You've uh, taken your trunks to the upper class dorms and you're now heading to the start of school assembly. There's one, you know, at the beginning of every term, the head teacher likes to do a welcome, you know, just to make sure that everything's okay. Uh, Can you each roll a d20, please? One. Three.
4: Got a natural 20.
0: Well, Grace, the the honour of describing the main hall goes to you.
4: Okay, so I think the stage is taking up a good half of the room because there's a lot of staff and a lot of um, pomp and ceremony that goes on and because of dwindling numbers the number of chairs the, the um, actual school has got smaller and smaller so we're kind of all on the front row nice,
0: <laughs> very near <laughs> the front okay well as echoey though so sound is a problem uh, as everyone's taking their seats headmaster Roderick Pendergast steps up to the podium to address his students it's another d20 roll please 17...
2: 19.
0: Jesse, you get the honour of uh, filling in some details for Mr. Pendergast. So, Ruffy, how old, roughly? I mean, I'm not expecting you to know the exact age of your teaching staff, but, you know, what age bracket does Roderick Pendergast fit into?
2: He's early 60s, sort of not especially tall because he's, you know, an ex rider. So, probably sort of 5'8, five, 5'10, five, but still quite an imposing figure despite that because he carries a lot of pride with his headmastership and his silver medal in the dress team he's a little bit flamboyant though despite that so he's got a, a well-cut suit in let's say forest green with sort of ruffly sleeves sticking out the ends. Right. He's got a, a ruffled shirt rather than a, a classic shirt. He's got auburn hair and very finely trimmed beard.
0: And if you had to sum up Mr. P- uh, Professor Pendergast's like outlook on life his temperament, his personality in one line or less.
2: Unrealistically optimistic.
0: Right. Professor Pendergast clears his throat.
2: <clears throat> Welcome back students of
0: Hollyfirth It's reassuring to see so many of our seats filled, especially when other schools are not so fortunate. Before your lessons begin, I've got just a couple of announcements to make. First, we've made the decision to hire out our facilities when not in use. Don't worry though, your normal schedules won't be interrupted, but you may see some strangers around campus from time to time. Second, I'm pleased to announce that Barry Cooper, one of our most esteemed alumni, will be visiting tomorrow. I expect your interactions with him to show the school in the best light possible. That is all. Have a great term. He steps down, leaving you to head to to your lessons school there's no fannying about on the first day of term at Hollyfirth. lessons are going to start straight away but what's the initial reaction to uh, to the news who <laughs> never heard of the bloke
2: a lot of excitement the serpent ball team are all sort of nudging each other because you know he was the best at our game he was the greatest player we had
3: oh him Ah, yeah. oh, this might offer up a great opportunity to uh,
0: yeah cause havoc uh, Grace what are your thoughts on the headmaster's announcements
4: um Yeah, they're fine. I don't think it will really affect me that much.
0: Well, it's time to begin your lessons for the day. You've had your timetables, Grace. We're going to start with you. You've got double divination first thing on a on a Monday morning. Mm. So, who who teaches divination? Um, that would be Professor Red Hat. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Red Hat. Does Professor Red Hat have a first name? Um, I feel Gladys. Can you briefly just describe your divination classroom? Well,
4: it's very minimalist none of this cute cluttered little old tea shop aesthetic going on no. it, it clear your mind it's you know white walls um, like cushions on the floor to sit on crystals there are a few um, you know dream catchers and crystals hanging from the ceiling possibly you- like side lights we went for candles but it was deemed hazardous what
0: are you learning what is um, Gladys Red Hat teaching you this term Um,
4: having mentioned crystals it's going to be crystal based. I think it's using different types of crystal to provoke different types of memories. And what's one
0: notable thing that happened in your divination lesson this morning?
4: Um, so we were asked to uh, make a prediction after the you know the usual good practice of explaining, modelling, allowing us to have a go um, and I made a prediction that
0: I thought was right but I said something else because I don't want to be you know too good. Well I'm going to you in double divination and we're going to go over to potions, which is what Xavier and Jesse have. You have the same cla- you have the same timetable, don't you? Pretty much. Yep. Um, let's go for another D twenty roll to see who gets the honour of describing the potions classroom.
2: Thirteen.
0: Oh, it's me. Sixteen. Okay, go for it, Xavier. What's the potions classroom like? Okay, okay. so the back wall
3: is just all shelves all shelving from one side of the room to the other, floor to ceiling, um, and it's just labelled jars of every ingredient ingredient going basically. Um, the potions teacher, Barnaby Spud, prides himself on having one of the largest collections of ingredients um, this side of the I don't know of Hadrian's wall, let's say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and kind of uh, rivalry there between yeah. the English
4: and the Scots <laughs> yeah.
3: when it comes to potions well yeah the, the Scots know their stuff apparently and then the rest of the room is, is kind of benches with um, cauldrons set up right, for each student um, and today we're making uh, an ointment for a burn that's fairly standard stuff uh, it's just a bit of revision from last year it was quite entertaining earlier uh, a fellow classmate Benny Hollows spilt his cauldron all over the bench um and uh, actually set fire to most of the bench
0: it was really funny so Jesse you get as as Xavier did the classroom you can tell us about Barnaby Spud again what, what sort of age bracket what does he look like and what's his what's his outlook
2: so he is early 40s he is sort of a bit tall and thin he's got slightly long dark hair he's got quite thick glasses he's got um he always wears a sort of robe come lab coat so a robe with lots of pockets in it with various things sticking out of them he's always got you know 20 pens he's got little vials little random things in all of his pockets um because normally he's quite organized and very um almost neurotic about mm-hmm. things Although it is Xavier's favourite class, he doesn't tolerate much messing around.
0: Finally, it gets to break time. So, where do you guys hang out, and who do you guys hang out with?
3: I normally go down to the flying grounds when I can, uh, and just have a, a poodle about on my weasel's whisk. <laughs> room is called.
2: I also go outside, but sort of more the other end of the, the flying grounds. You know, we can me and a couple of the other team members we you know use break to you know pound some protein and maybe you know do a few chin ups somewhere.
0: Grace, what about you? Library is it? <laughs>
2: (laughs) Well, often, but
4: because it's divination, I'm going to go outside because when the bell goes, it will take me longer to get back in.
0: Oh, you're not a fan of divination. You're not enjoying it. (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Well, suddenly there is a whooshing sound overhead. Loads of figures on brooms streak towards the Serpent Ball Stadium. What do we do? Bear in mind, you know, it's almost the end of break. Um, Xavier and Jesse, you're free now, but Grace has got to go back to divination, unfortunately. So so we've just seen loads of people... streaking over towards the Serpent Ball Stadium. Are
4: they in school uniform
0: or school colours? Uh, un- unclear. They're too high at the minute. Uh, you can't tell just at that moment. Hmm. Are these the
3: students that Blokey was talking about in assembly this morning? I don't know. What, visiting students or something?
2: I'm going to go over. I'm, I'm sure. You're going to go
3: over? I guess <laughs> as I'm flying, I might see if I can get up high, get a better look.
0: Well, as you head towards the Serpent Ball Arena, which I'll just briefly describe, here. It's a large pool with tiered seating all around. Um, there's the entrance from the quad, and then there's the corridor that leads to the zoology classroom and the Serpent Centre, where all the serpents are kept. Um, but as you arrive, you see the figures land and dismount. From their uniforms, which they are wearing, you see their students from the rival school of, I presume, Aberforth School, which you already mentioned, Jesse, from the north. Um, they start to head inside the serpent ball arena what are we what's what, what you're gonna do
2: well i don't like that they're coming into our arena i didn't think we were gonna play them yet but i'm hoping we can
0: yeah i'm gonna
3: fly down to <laughs> jesse and and ask her well apparently she doesn't know but ask her <laughs> anyway because i don't know this yet well what are these guys doing here? I didn't think you were due to play them for a few more
0: weeks.
2: Neither did I. They better not be in here messing up our pool. Oh, I hate those guys.
0: Oh, harsh words. Well, um, as, as you're debating the situation, you happen to see the serpent ball coach, uh, you know, just hovering hover, not literally. I can't say things like hovering, because now we've got magic, that could literally be possible. Um <laughs> waiting, loitering outside the entrance to the um to the serpent ball arena. I'm going to ask Jesse, I'm sorry, you're getting all the character descriptions, but as he's the serpent ball or, or she, as they are the serpent ball coach, I feel like you would know them the best. So who is the serpent ball coach?
2: She is coach Paula Troy. She is an ex-professional serpent ball player. Uh, mm-hmm. so she is a little bit older, probably sort of early, early 50s, so you know, professional athlete careers, even in the magical world, tend to end by the time you're 40. She is very driven, she's very strict, so, you know, there's no messing around you'll stick to her training regimen or you are off the team. She's also, yeah, still despite being a retired player, she's still in shape, she's still ripped, she's still very fit and she's, yeah, always in a uh, athletic gear, um, repping the Holly brand at the minute.
0: So, I mean, she notices She notices that you are watching with some dismay as the rival team goes into your arena, uh, so she, she comes over to to sort of just, you know, reassure you, I guess. All right, Rowan Berg,
2: Coach. What's going on? Why are they here?
0: You heard the headmaster this morning renting out the facilities.
2: Why are they using ours? Haven't they got their own? We played them at their own.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently they had some uh, issues over the summer. You know, all those um, Scottish Loch Ness things they got up there ripped the roof off. <laughs>
2: Does that mean they're gonna we're not gonna get as much training time?
0: No, don't worry. The headmaster meant what he said this morning. Your training schedule's not gonna be interrupted. Sure as um pie every Tuesday and every Thursday, Serpent Ball is gonna be on the cards. Anyway, just think of it this way: the the uh head of Aberforth is uh paying us some real money to to use our facilities while theirs is getting sorted out. And there will be a chance to sort of try out some new plays, some new features that we've got brewing this year. Don't you worry about
2: it okay does that mean we're not going to be able to use it between training sessions
0: as soon as I know what other um, schedules I'll I'll post something on the notice board in the dorms so you'll know exactly when it's free and when it's not all right right, don't you worry about it sweet cheeks (laughs) cheers coach lads lads
2: lads
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what are you going to do you you've got you're free now what are you going to do
2: I'm in a bit of a grump that the other team here so I'm going to go and skulk somewhere and you know burn off my frustration so I'll go run laps around the flying squad.
0: Xavier, what about you? What are you going to do with your free afternoon? I want to see if I can
3: sneak into the uh, Serpent Ball Arena and uh, see
0: what's going on. Okay. Well, as you can t- I mean, the coach is still, you know, just loitering about through the entrance. So you're going to have to try a different way. What have you got? What what's what have you got for us? Well, uh, there's a, uh, a
3: back door, I think, into the... Um, like a service entrance into the arena round by the broom shed Um, so I might go and see if I can get in I think it's normally locked but I might see if I can magic it open and it's something I've cast once or twice before it's going to be instantaneous Uh, I have a tiny area of effect it's just acting on a lock Um, and I mean it could the thing could be unlocked but it's not going to happen naturally it's not just going to spontaneously unlock so I suppose that's
0: unnatural in that regard. So that gives it a difficulty of five. It's gonna be a brawn thing. Okay. So you roll your brawn dice, but then you also roll just a d4 as well for right. magic spells. Let's see. Let's see if we can force the lock. Uh, yes, I've got a 10. Okay, well, cool. well the you know, the lock pops open. You are inside... Well, as soon as you're through that door, you can hear, like, splashing about. You can hear the growls of the serpents. You can hear all sorts of grunty, sporty noises, etc. Um, okay. And I think this, like, service corridor is going to do the whole loop. You know, imagine, like, under the tiered seating. Yeah. It's, like, underneath the... Yeah.
3: Okay, I want to see if I can get just, I guess, up higher to the stand so I can watch without being seen.
0: Okay, underneath the, underneath the seats, you've got all the, like, latticed sort of framing bits and stuff that you could yeah. climb but that's going to take grit uh mm-hmm. if you're doing it with without magic that'll take grit oh
3: hmm that could be tricky i'm not very gritty um <laughs> let's see what would i uh is there any way i could magic for myself up um did you bring a broom with you you were
0: flying about one oh, yeah i probably what do you have time? my broom, broom with me yeah am I, am I allowed to just sort of yeah i don't think you need to do a check for flying on your broom so you're just going to okay. fly up there mm-hmm. yeah cool uh, and you're gonna just ensconce yourself and watch the practice jesse what's 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 holly serpent ball team called and what's aberforth serpent ball team called um
2: the the aberforth team are the aberforth adders and we are the Hollyfirth hognoses is that a legit type of snake
0: a hognose an eastern hognose snake okay so Xavier, i'm gonna leave you there you're watching the adders do some serpent ball training Meanwhile, Grace, you are in divination. Now, Professor Gladys Red Hat uh, is, uh, you know, looking at you. She's noticed the arrival of the, the Aberforth Adders out the window, and she's decided to use this as a useful teaching opportunity. So, children, as you may have noticed, the Aberforth Adders have arrived at our facilities. This is the perfect opportunity to test your crystal divination nation out i want you to focus specifically on the aberforth adders training in our serpent ball pool i want you to close your eyes and focus on your different crystals and tell me what you see children predict predict
4: <laughs> you fully really embodied her right there <laughs> Uh, right, I'll get to that then. I'll start my predicting.
0: And what did to use the crystals for predictions? What what does that involve? What do you have to do? Have you got a you got to hold them. You got to clench them tight. You got to... It's
4: what? better the person you're trying to predict about touches the crystal.
0: Oh, unfortunately, that's probably not happened, seeing as they only just arrived and went straight to Serpent Ball. But you're gonna to have to do your best. It's a teacher. I can envision them. That will help.
4: Uh, right. So I shall select my crystal and start. You know, concentrating. Come on children focus okay do i need to roll to see whether i get a prediction i suppose yeah what if you're a letdown and you don't see anything um i'm trying not to be too good on my first day because i don't want to get back to my parents (laughs) trying to really you know cover a new career path
0: for myself Would this count i suppose this counts as magic doesn't it so Mm -hmm. let's see it bends the rules of reality sort of but it's a small it's a tiny effect because you've got a little crystal right so five six it's going to be a few minutes seven and you've cast this right 8 it's got a difficulty of 8 and it's going to be brains oh I get a
4: d20 plus 1
0: and you get to roll your d4 as well um 13 plus 1 and then uh plus 2 so 16 cool you've done it you get a vision so what's you know what's your prediction
4: I predict that one of them is going to um take a tumble from their broom as they're leaving unsure whether this is due to interference slash pranks (laughs) 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 Or whether they're just, you know, they didn't towel off properly and they're still slippery.
0: Um, a very strong prediction, my girl. Well done. One can only wait with eager anticipation to see whether this comes true. is the rest of the
4: class just us by the window, just pressed up against it watching?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, well, there you go. You've made your prediction about the Aberforth adders. Well done. And you've impressed Gladys Hat. So, excellent. Jesse. I'm going to go over to you. Now, whilst you're having a bit of a sulk, you've gone, you know, just gone off around the grounds. You notice a sort of mysterious figure in the gardens that seems to be shuffling around erratically. What what do you do? Well,
2: I, being relatively fearless head in the direction to try and investigate who it is sort of, as I get a bit closer I'm a bit more sort of cautious about it so possibly sort of approaching so they can't necessarily see me so I can get a better view before I decide nice. to go up and kind of confront them
0: Well, you head towards the gardens which has lots of delightful paths and ponds and bits but unfortunately the plants are all barren and withered What's you know Just before we get to this mysterious figure. What would you say your favourite feature of the Hollyfirth Gardens is?
2: There is a there's a maze sort of between the kind of upper class common room and the groundskeeper shed and it's fairly sizable. It's always a laugh and because it's a maze of magical plants it changes for more like a, a living labyrinth. Well oh.
0: you get closer to the figure and you see that it is a very old man. He's wearing a green and brown tweed cloak with wisps of grey hair sort of wildly sticking up and as you approach you hear him muttering the names of all the various plants as he roots around he seems to be searching for something
2: and he looks relatively harmless at this point
0: he's, he's your typical doddering old man
2: so I being a good citizen will go up and say hi there sir are you okay? can I help you?
0: he looks at you with wild staring eyes sort of does the up and down and then shakes his head and goes back to he mumbling. You don't sort of get much sense, but you do manage to pick out the words.
2: Miranda, oh my Miranda! Oh, Miranda, Miranda Heggington. My my Miranda, she's gone. She's gone. I'm I'm so sorry.
0: He goes back to his mumbling. He's rooting about in the old flower beds, picking up things, saying names of Latin plants, and then discarding <laughs> them. Going about. Eventually, though, the groundskeeper appears out of her shed slash hut situation. But again. Jessie, it falls to you. Who is she?
2: Um, she is Davina Hattenberg.
0: and What rough age bracket appearance, etc. Go, Jesse.
2: 42. Um, she's she's generally quite friendly as long as you don't cause her sort of loads of excess work by ruining the flower beds, as a certain Mr. West has done a couple of times, um testing things <laughs> out outside. Um, she spends a lot of time outdoors, so she's quite tanned, and so her she looks a little bit older than she is because she's got sort of the, the tanned, slightly wrinkled features of an outdoorsy lady, but she's generally quite smiling Quite strong. Wears a lot of sort of check shirts and walking trouser type things. She's a very practical lady.
0: So she comes out of the hut and she puts an arm around the old man and ushers him inside her hut before coming back out. Hey, thanks for that. Uh, he never gave up on her, you know. Oh,
2: so is that Mister Heggington?
0: That- Aye, that's Donald Heggington, one of the most well-renowned landscape artists of his generation. He designed all the landscapes for Holly Firth, you know.
2: Wow. That's so sad.
0: Presumably you know all about Miranda.
2: I heard rumours that she she disappeared and no one knows what happened to her
0: Aye exactly that's why all the bushes are so desolate they say that none of them ever grew again once Miranda Higginson had disappeared
2: Surely you don't believe that
0: Well it's a magical school lass anything could happen but every so often bless his heart Donald finds his way back in incessantly searching for his missing daughter I think his mind has gone between you and me but it's best just to keep him safe if you ever find him around here again you'll just come and let me know, alright?
2: I will, I hope he's okay.
0: Ah, you'll be fine, I'll give him a glass of tea. Magical tea, mind, none of that normal shop shit. Anyway, you'll best, you'll best be getting on now, I'll take care of Donald, don't you worry. Okay. Uh, she goes back into her hut, and you almost instantly hear the whistling of a no doubt magical kettle. So yeah, where are you going to go now, Jessie? Hmm. The afternoons sort of draw into an end, and the, as we know, there's nothing on the extracurricular timetable for today. Nothing happens on a Monday.
2: Um, I'm go- gonna have one last lap of the gardens to sort of clear my head a bit and then i'll head to the common room i do actually okay. hang out with people in the evenings i don't just do sports but mostly <laughs> sports
0: Uh, Xavier, what's cracking over at the stadium?
2: Well,
3: not a huge amount, really. Um, I can't really kind of get any useful information on, you know, the like number four adders kind of tactics and all this sort of thing. They're just just doing really boring drills. Nothing I can feed back to
0: coach or the uh, Serpent Ball team here. I'm getting a bit bored, to be honest. Just before your attention wanes completely. I mean, yeah, they've been doing a lot of boring just ball drills, but it looks like now is the time for them to start practicing with the actual serpents, the actual Ooh. creatures. And in how it works in the pool, under under the water, there's these, these gates, I suppose, and you see the, the serpent attendants. There's four gates, two at each end, and they're like hoist, they're lifting up the gates, and the water starts to froth, and you see the serpents, you know, come out. Now, obviously, you know, as, as a Hollyfirth student, you're used to the Hollyfirth um serpents, you know, each each arena, each team has its own. Set of serpents. There's four of them. Na- what are their names? What are the names of the Hollyfirth serpents? Um, there's Hydra, the Hog Nose Hollyfirth serpent. <laughs> 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 um, tell you what, I'll take the pressure off you. We we, we can. You've named Hydra. Let, we'll all take a turn at naming one, except me. Jesse, what's a, what's another name of one? One could be called Heggers after uh, the founder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, we've got Hydra. We've got Heggers.
2: Uh, one of the newer ones. Is called Cooper, named after Barry Cooper.
0: And Grace, what's what's the fourth uh, Hollyforth serpent called? Um, All I had was
2: Daisy. <laughs> I
0: like
3: that the
2: the biggest scariest one yeah the big scary one (laughs) like only the upperclassmen can touch Daisy yeah yeah. you know she's got a heart of
4: gold underneath yeah the the brutal murderous streak
2: if you know if you know how to handle her she's lovely like you give her the right treat and she'll just roll over and you rub her little baby yeah
4: yeah fiercely loyal to Daisy
2: Mm, yeah she's my fave
0: Hydra, Heggers, Cooper and Daisy the four serpents come in and start going on but Xavier I mean well are you much of a serpent ball fan? Uh, Yeah I mean it's alright I go along and
3: I watch and support and all that kind of stuff but cool. I've never been hugely interested in playing always looked a bit a bit too dangerous a bit too
0: Well yeah. on that note one of the serpents looks to be a bit out of sorts which which serpent is behaving a bit strangely? Uh, Heggers is uh, a bit yeah not
3: not quite right
0: Yeah Heggers is not quite right Heggers seems to well just seems really angry there's a lot of growling going on a lot of sort of angry while the others I mean you know the serpents they know the rules of the game it's not just let's release some wild animals in fact that Heggers seems to be really sort of like straining and growling and stressing out There's yeah something not right with Heggers hmm. but you know the Aberforth Adders carry on with their practice but yeah Heggers is a bit bit out of sorts interesting I'm going
3: to I don't know uh, I guess I'm going to leave the stands and head back down so the sort of the ground floor bit maybe stroll through the locker rooms and see if there's anything interesting
0: to uh, pilfer
2: little criminal <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I mean do you find anything it's up to you you can find whatever you like no I don't really find anything interesting but um,
3: I want to see I want to try a, a spell so in in illusions we've been doing or well, maybe transformation one of the two we're doing doing sort of like um, spells to change the appearance of things sort of slightly um, so I want to see if I can alter the like the school emblem that's on their cloaks and stuff, the um Aberforth cloaks, just change it. So instead of like a, a cool um stag's head, you know, silhouette stag on
0: a hill, it's instead oh, what could it be? Giant cock. Yeah, that <laughs> I think. Yeah. Just something really dumb. Okay. Are you I'm just gonna are you doing are you aiming to change one cloak or all the team's cloaks? I was gonna see if I could change them all. Okay. In that case so hang on i'm gonna go for bending the rules of reality yeah um i guess it's gonna be big isn't it bigger than a person smaller than a classroom yeah so that's 10 you want it to be instantaneous oh no you want it to last it's got to have maybe
3: like at least an hour so that they're wearing them when they leave
0: (laughs) yeah okay so that's 10 11 12 and have you done anything like this before well we did a similar thing in
3: like i say in in transformation um so but maybe this is so this is like a witnessed thing rather than a okay, I have done so this myself.
0: It's gonna be a difficulty of fifteen. Ooh. And it's going to be um I don't know, probably brains. Okie dokie. Oh no only a 4 the spell fails in a dangerous burst of magic <laughs> tell you what there's a big loud bang and the nearest robe catches fire Um, the, the magical Hollyfirth fire system sort of kicks in water starts pouring down into the into the changing rooms just yeah, this is going to attract I'm some attention
3: going to I'm going to leg it uh, uh, can you
0: test your oh no are you going to leg it or are you going to use your broom well
3: I can't because I'm inside using the broom might be a bit- it's uh yeah, a bit
0: tricky. Can That's you test to your flight then, please? Leg it. Uh, Nine. Okay, yeah, you you peg it out into the corridor uh, before anyone sees you. There's a lot of sort of panic, etc. Where are you going to run to? Oh, uh, let's see. So I've come out the front of the Serpent Board Arena. Uh, I'm
3: just going to casually get on my broom and sort of just fly over to the flying grounds just to, you know, make it look like I was here the whole time.
0: Well, generally, the, the first day is, is coming to an end now. You've all done some classes. You've done some snooping about. Um, you start to think about heading back to the dorms. So, I mean, you all live in the upperclassmen dorms. It's one of the bus sheltery buildings. It's got the common rooms, you know, like the kitchen, the lounge, etc. Stuff downstairs. And then the dorms, the actual sleeping rooms are upstairs. Probably going to be split into boys and girls, I imagine, we're not running a sex school, but yeah. So just give me give me a description. How have you how have you tricked out your dorm room? Each of you. Um, well, all my posters of
4: Whack are still up because, like I said, I'm convinced they're getting back together. Jesse, what about you?
2: I've got my I've got sort of a, a pile of my school stuff in in a corner on the desk, and I've kitted it up. There is a a Whack poster because I haven't haven't let go of them yet. But there's more of my sports team paraphernalia around instead. So I've got some posters. I've got my scarf. I've got a shirt signed by one of the players, sort of up on the wall. That was a that was a big moment that I, I managed to go to a game and got them to sign it.
3: Xavier, what's your room like? Uh, Most of it's taken up by a a giant sort of improvised ferret run um, that I've made for for, uh, Frederick, my familiar. Um, Sort of like to teach him, you know, tricks and how to get around an obstacle course and all that kind of thing.
0: Well, you're just sort of, you know, settling down for your first evening back at Hollyfirth when there's a commotion over at the arena. You hear lots of shouting, roaring, yelling, etc. You run to the windows, but a crowd is all. Already forming. The staff have rushed out uh, into the grounds and have um, projected a barrier. But just before they do, you catch a glimpse of a shrouded body being wheeled out of the arena. To be continued.